Hello, Duck fans! Welcome back to a Friday edition of the show. I want to take a second to thank the frontline workers out there, those of you keeping the economy open, restocking the shelves and manning cash registers, making sure that we all have uh, something to eat and uh, keeping the grocery stores open. Do appreciate that. I also really appreciate those real frontline workers there at the hospitals, keeping people healthy and keeping people alive. I know there's a, a doing a lot of hard work out there, and I really appreciate it. And I do appreciate you listeners tuning in on a Friday edition of the show. Uh, a lot of us are stuck at home, and there's a, a lot you could be doing, whether it's binge-watching shows or, or whatnot. So I appreciate you taking the time to tune in. It's another episode of Hashtags Know Your Ducks. That's what I'm going to call these segments, because we got to know our ducks. We're joined by James Voss of jamesvoss.net, and yesterday we talked about the Tier 1 and Tier 2 wide receivers, and today we're going to talk about Tier 3 and the high school receivers. And then down the stretch, if there's time, we're going to be talking about a couple of tight ends, introducing the tight ends group with uh, my man Hunter Campmoyer and Cam McCormick. Speaking of McCormick, don't forget we got McCormick Mondays where we're joined by Kevin McCormick, science fiction writer and producer of World Renowned Sports. He can be found on Twitter at AukduClarus. We're going to be talking about whether college sports is going to happen in the fall with the opening of on-campus classes. There's some news that came out today that'll be folded into that. We're going to let it settle, get some reactions, and bring it to you on Monday. Then next Thursday and Friday, we're going to continue the hashtags Know Your Ducks segments with James Voss. But for now, let's switch it on. You have too much to give to stay silent. That's what he said. That's what he believed. That's what he lived. The American in front, almost a cult in the United States. He's a sort of athletic beetle. Now wait a minute. It's official. Oregon is going to be in the BCS championship game. Welcome to Locked on Ducks, your daily source for info, updates, and analysis on your Oregon Ducks football and basketball. I do promise we'll be getting to basketball next week. We got a lot of football to talk about because uh, that is one of the things that's pretty active right now, but we will be getting to some basketball next week. I'm your host, Jordan Long. You can always find me on Twitter, at TheDustOffGuy, and you can always send in questions and comments on Twitter with the hashtags AskLodPod. That's hashtags AskLodPod, so we can feature you in our listener spotlight segment. And uh, do click subscribe or follow on whatever podcasting platform you listen to. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave five out of five stars review. Uh, I do want to shout out here a quick listener spotlight for Caden Eccles, who reached out on our Facebook page at Locked on Ducks to say how much he loves the show. Thanks, Caden. Really appreciate you listening and leaving a comment. Remember, leave a comment, leave a show review, and uh, we'll go ahead and feature you in a listener spotlight. Today's show in the month of May is brought to you by Built Bar. Check them out at BuiltBar.com and get $10 off your first box with promo code Locked On. Now, on to the action. All right, I'm here with James Voss, a sports writer at uh, jamesvoss.net and contributor to Autzen Zoo and Blazer's Edge. You can find him on Twitter at Who's the Voss. How you doing today, James? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back on, as always. Absolutely. I've come to call this our hashtags Know Your Ducks segments because we got to get to know our ducks. And as you know, yesterday we did we finished up with Isaiah Crocker, and our Tier 1 receivers were Johnny Johnson, Micah Pittman, Jalen Red, Devin Williams, and 
tier two receivers, Brian Addison, Daywood Davis, or excuse me, Daywood Davis and Josh Delgado. And then we wrapped up beginning the tier, et cetera, or three third tier receivers with Isaiah Crocker. Now, talk to me a bit about, uh, for those of that haven't read the blog, and I really, really hope they have, but uh, go ahead and tell me what these tiers are and why we're breaking it down this way. And go ahead and mention the high school tier as well. Yeah, I think the way that I just kind of wanted to think through it, because there are so many wide receivers on this roster, and because in terms of just historic, the way we see Oregon's starting wide receivers sort of work, they work in either groups. You have the guys who are primarily the X receiver, the outside, and the slot receiver. So uh, you kind of see those lines blur as they rotate in and out throughout the game. Uh, you pretty much you see a lot of bodies throughout the game. And so I, I wasn't necessarily like this is absolutely end of the day. Our number one receiver, I, I kind of mm-hmm. tiered him up in those four. The first four tiers are probably the ones that like you wouldn't ever lose a bet in a bar if you said they were the starting receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and tier two are guys that aren't necessarily like <laughs> there's not a gigantic drop in talent especially for us but just the guys you'll see in that second rotation after the first drive uh or on the back end of a longer drive uh those are the guys brian addison who i think is like right there on the precipice especially with all the playing time he got last yeah, year yeah. with devin williams he, he, he and the, the it's a very blurry line in between that first and second tier for them uh and then the etc was just everybody else that uh throughout the year I figure we'll see. They'll get their chances. They'll get their opportunities. They'll get their targets. Uh, and if they succeed with those opportunities, then we'll see a lot more of them as the year goes on. Uh, mm-hmm. This is very much like day one, week one, where you say like, yes, of course, Johnny Johnson, Devin Williams, Micah, you're you're in there right now. Uh, and we'll see everybody else sort of fill in. Uh, and then that etc that miscellaneous guys from oregon high schools was uh, kind of an easy little group to put together they all uh, three of them went to central catholic and one yeah. went to scapoose <laughs> and and so it was easy to kind of clump them all together you'll see a ton of them on special teams uh they'll get written up about in scout team and uh the, their senior seasons will be really big ones because they have they're such a central family unit but honestly i don't know i didn't have much more to say about that group as well so it was easy to kind of bunch them together and it's, and it's a good way to divide it up and, and really lends itself to this discussion. So let's go ahead and continue with uh, Tier 3. I want to talk about J.R. Waters, a, a Z receiver for the most part. Uh, redshirt freshman, six foot, 397 pounds, good size. Not too tall, not too short. Uh, from Oxnard, California, three-star composite uh, recruit. Went to high school there. In fact, the uh, some camp footage shows a guy who's just fast and a crisp route runner, unfortunately limited to a couple of plays uh, that, that the his high school tape was highly staged. But his junior year showed that he has speed, good ball tracking, excellent length for a guy that's as fast as he is. He's really fast. A good mix of height and speed. Stops on a dime. Great burst from a stop. And knows when to slow up to track and uh, to track an under underthrown ball. Uh, good deep route speed. And, and it was I was surprised at his deep route capacity for for how tall he is. And I think he has the potential to develop into a a speedy receiver who's good at stretching the field. Yeah, it's very interesting. J.R. Waters was a name I heard a lot about at the beginning of last year, and then. 
of course, him and Lance Wilhoit both dealed with, dealt with minor injuries throughout the year and had to uh, sort of battle back to become vital members of the scout team. And once again, like all these guys, especially these young guys, are all the guys who have been working with Tyler Shuck for the last one year, two years. Like they have the rhythm, they have the, they have that kind of uh, uh, chemistry with him. And so that's huge since all the starters, not to say that those starters won't be able to gain that chemistry, uh, Johnny Johnson, Micah Pittman, uh, they've all been working with Herbert for the last two years, two and a half years. So uh, it's very interesting uh, that J.R. Waters and Lance will both kind of be coming in having battled back from those injuries uh, and starting to find wherever they fall in the depth chart. And speaking of Lance Wilhoit, we're going to get to him next. you know, that's almost it for tier one. Uh, next, we're going to talk about Lance Wilhoit and uh, the rest of the tier four and high school guys as well. But before we get to that, I want to talk about Built Bar again. Now, this thing tastes like a candy bar, but is packed with protein, very healthy, and actually pretty low in calories. In fact, like I said uh, in the other show, I'm doing my part for COVID-19. I'm not going to the gym, and that, that's my commitment. That's my way of uh, being socially distant. I do keep a box in the studio, and in fact, I ordered a, a second box today uh, with a new set of 18 random flavors. Very excited to try them. I do eat it during show prep because uh, I tend to forget to eat when I'm get, making my notes and putting together and doing my research. And then by the time I'm done recording, I'm famished and I wind up overdoing it. And I do tend to overdo, but with Built Bars, I can treat myself without actually impacting my weight. 16 flavors, 8 chocolate flavors with nuts, 8 chocolate flavors without nuts. They do have two separate facilities to prevent cross-contamination. And today I had the Coconut Almond, which is pretty much an Almond Joy bar, but like without the guilt. And it's actually even more delicious. Every bar is covered in 100% chocolate. This one had 130 calories, 18 grams of proteins, and 7 grams of sugar. In fact, that's less grams of sugar than a glass of milk. They're gluten-free, have no preservatives, and all natural flavorings. It's satisfying, satiating, and delicious. Check them out on Twitter at bar underscore built. And go to the builtbar.com website and use the promo code locked on, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Welcome back to Locked on Ducks. I'm your host, Jordan Long, and I'm here with James Voss. Remember to check in with other great Locked on podcasts. In fact, I listen to Locked on NFL with Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson. They're NFL insiders who right now are breaking down the draft results and roster projections for each NFL division. It's really good listening, and I totally recommend tuning in. But for now, I do, James, want to get to Lance Wilhoit, the last of this uh, tier three before we get to the quote-unquote high schoolers. Redshirt freshman, six foot, 376 pounds from Nashville, Tennessee. Actually a four-star composite recruit out of Franklin Road Academy. He was injured and sat out most of his senior year in high school. And his junior year ended up being his best year in high school. 69 receptions, over 1,000 yards, almost 1,100 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Watching his high school tape, he has this leaping one-handed catch on a skinny post route that just totally blew me away. It looked like an NFL highlight reel, uh, Odell Beckham style, you know, uses his size to outmatch defenders uh, a lot bigger than OBJ. I mean, I'm not making that comparison. I'm just talking about the one-handed catch. He has decent athleticism and is fairly fast with a wide catch radius and quick moves. Loves the catch on the run, catching through contact, and knows when to slow up or speed up. I watched him on a few routes speed up to get those kind of off-thrown balls. And 
he backpedals with precision while tracking the ball and his downfield blocking has a ton of power. Really liked what I saw there. Good speed burst once he sees a lane and also played corner in high school with multiple interceptions. So that's great ball tracking, knowing how to read the defenses because he's been there and done that. We talked about that yesterday. He did have offers from dozens of schools, including Mississippi State, LSU, got an offer from LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, Florida, Miami, Penn State, Clemson, before committing to Oregon in June of last year. He was part of 2018's December signing class, enrolling last July, and spent a true freshman year injured with a hamstring. Now, with this year's competition, Cristobal says he hopes that Will Hoyt continues, quote, making big plays in camp, and that it's time to buckle up and get ready to bring it. I mean, that sounds... Perfect crystal ball talk. It sounds like uh, he's clearly excited about the guy, and there's a lot of reason to be. He's the eighth highest rated wide receiver recruit ever to come into the program uh, uh, by the 247 composite rate rankings. And he, he, like the size, the athleticism, and everything that you hear, especially since he's been back from injury, everything that you've heard about uh, him seems to point to the fact that all of that is going to pay off. Probably not entirely this year but probably next season we'll see a ton more of him especially as some of these seniors cycle through and as he proves in the opportunities that we talked about he proves that he belongs out on the field and I can't wait to see him move I can't wait to see him live up to the hype super excited about this guy looking forward to recovering from that injury uh I I I spoke out of turn we do have another tier three wide receiver to cover Justin Collins Kind of a, a slot receiver, right? A, an F receiver here. He's a senior, which is kind of remarkable that he's in this tier and been around for a while. Anyway, five foot nine, hundred and eighty-seven pounds. He was a he's a senior, five foot nine, hundred and eighty-seven pounds. Actually, a, a a walk-on. I couldn't find a football rating for him, but uh, he was a dual sport athlete at Carson High School down in California, and won the 2015 state title for the 300 meter hurdles. And played quarterback as well. Played receiver for Long Beach State College. Nine receptions for almost 100 yards and a touchdown. Also had 15 kicks returned for 300, almost 400 yards. Played in four games in 2018. Had one reception and 22 yards versus Arizona State. Really interesting, athletic, and dynamic uh, uh, receiver here. Yeah, he's been uh, kind of a journeyman throughout his career. You mentioned Long Beach City College, and uh, then he went to Boise State for a year, and then he transferred to Eugene, where he did walk on, and he did have that opportunity to make that uh, one catch in the uh, late game action against ASU and beating mm-hmm. Herm Edwards, beating Herm Edwards, which is proving to be a tougher thing than we may have initially thought. Uh, but I. I don't right. know exactly where he fits, probably very much on that special team spectrum, as you mentioned that he did uh, uh, back in at Long Beach State College. But uh, I, uh, he's a total mystery to me. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, a 5'9 hurdler makes me think about Devin Allen, but I'm sure that's just a pie-in-the-sky kind of uh, comparison <laughs> to to want to see a guy like that again. But uh, that's all I really know about him. He's a senior, a lot of experience, been around, been around a couple of programs in college football, and I'm excited to see the kind of he bring, leadership he brings to that end of the depth chart. Well, with this kind of competition and uh, a couple of the injury questions, it w- I would not be surprised to see Justin get some, some playtime this year. Very excited to watch such a dynamic player have an opportunity to show what, show what he can do. 
Uh, so next up, we got these quote-unquote high school guys, and w- they were in this tier, uh, f- uh, f- especially for the reason that they're local boys. And I, I got a fondness for the local boys. I mean, look at Justin Herbert, right? Season ticket holder mm-hmm. all his life. Wound up freaking uh, uh, getting drafted number six overall into the NFL. So uh, I, I never underestimate uh, these gentlemen. And first, I want to talk about Tevin Genus uh, and for those of you out there who want to uh, correct my my pronunciation, it might be Giannis, but I'm going with with Genus on this one. Keith, if you're listening, I know you're going to hit me up on Twitter and tell me how to pronounce this right. Sophomore, six foot, two hundred eighty pounds from Scapoose, uh, is attended Scapoose High School, of course. Finished fifth in a state meet in the four hundred meter relay. Played multiple positions. Had seventy two receptions for over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. Three rushing touchdowns and two interceptions. So just one of these, you know, playing both sides of the ball, playing all sides of the ball, if you will. Uh, and he actually had an appearance on special teams versus Oregon State back in 2018. Uh, yeah, and I, I think it, and we have this group, and we mentioned it earlier, the other three, uh, Central Catholic in Portland, which is a huge powerhouse program. Uh, a lot of a lot of money and effort right. and time and energy is thrown into that program, and they succeed because of it. And and more power to them. And we've we've definitely been on the receiving end of a lot of great local guys. One to name is Brady Breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tevin comes from Scapoose, which is not a Central Catholic type funded uh, place and, and a Central Catholic type funded high school program and and definitely uh, fits right in with uh, where he's going to have to play on the special team side of the ball and and that hard-nosed kind of effort all-out scout team uh, just a grinder and I'm excited to see him stick with the program and and they all of these guys will have their day all of these guys will have their shining moment as we mentioned Absolutely. And, you know, the only reason I ever had to go to Scapoose was uh, running the hood to coast, which I did for about 10 years. So uh, that's that's the only level of familiarity that I have with it. But really looking forward to watching Tevin going forward. Speaking of uh, Central Catholic, uh, I don't need to say it. These next three players are, are out of Central Catholic High School. Uh, Vincenzo Logan, sophomore, six foot, 275 pounds. Uh, he ha- has had limited playing time with 22 receptions, averaging 10.5 yards per carry. Yeah, I honestly, I'm actually pretty surprised at that number. I feel like I pay a lot of attention to Oregon football, even in the early parts of the season. I I can't, for the life of me, name a time where I've seen mm-hmm. Vincenzo Logan out on the field. <laughs> so that's that's a very, uh, that was a startling number for me to see that many receptions. Uh, but but he's clearly found his way to slip in there, and, and I hope to see a lot more of him. And, you know, what's interesting is a lot, these these high school guys in this particular tier are fitting a very similar mold when it comes to size and ability. And I really look forward to seeing how they filter out into the rest of the team. But next up, Jack Vecchi, uh, a junior, five foot seven, got, okay, mighty mouth size, right? 166 uh-huh. pounds. Uh, while at Central Catholic had 43 receptions for 600 yards, almost 600 yards and six touchdowns, very shifty, very fast, and a uh, pretty exciting player. Yeah, there was a, a really sick highlight that Jack posted on his Twitter of a, of a really great catch that he caught from Braxton Burmeister in the 2018 spring game. Uh, it must have been late in the game. He caught it, a dive at the front of the end zone, and hops up immediately, screams, fired up, really like makes the most of his opportunities, whether it's in the spring game, whether it's in on the scout team, or 
in, inevitably when he finds his way out in the field. Uh, he's got a, he's got a lot of fire to him. He definitely got that mighty mouse energy. Uh, really hyped to, to to watch him uh, find his way to the end zone. Yeah, you know, we're going to get to Corbin Williams, the last of our Central Catholic men, uh, in just a second. When we come back, we're going to be doing Corbin. Plus, I want to uh, talk a little bit about, now, you've listened to Kevin McCormick Mondays out there. Kevin McCormick's hometown hero from Bishop, California, Hunter Camp Moyer. We're going to begin our tight ends group after talking about Corbin Williams in just a second. Welcome back to Locked on Ducks. My name is Jordan, your host, and I'm here with James Voss, and we're Going to talk really briefly about Corbin Williams, the last of our wide receivers group, before getting on to the tight ends group. Now, Corbin is a six foot, 172 pound sophomore. He was a walk on right from Portland, a Central Catholic, played 11 games there with 12 receptions, 247 yards, and four touchdowns. He also played safety and returned kicks and he averaged 22 yard over 22 yards per carry and named all mount hood conference first team so i think this guy has a huge upside i think so too i think uh perhaps it's interesting that he's a walk-on i think he might be uh maybe right up there Uh, unfortunately for jack he's a little on the shorter end that doesn't that's no knock on him uh but uh corbin might feel like he, he might see himself as having maybe a little uh, more of an opportunity to see some field throughout his career. Yeah, yeah. Just this this whole group of guys we don't have a ton to say about right now, and that's because we're setting the stage exactly. for a really uh, amazing season. I know uh, COVID-19, a bridge season, we're going to see a lot of the experienced players get out there and start, but they're going to be looking to get these guys some reps during games where they're ahead because of the abridged offseason. So I don't doubt that we're going to see these guys at least get a couple of, of snaps, get a couple chances to catch the ball in, in live action. So I'm really looking forward to that. Now, let's move on to the tight ends group. And I, this is this is just one really exciting area. And I, I do want to start out with Hunter Campmoyer. And the reason why I'm giving him I'm top down. billing. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Now, you can tell me why in a second. The reason why I'm giving him top billing over Cam McCormick is because he retweeted a a Twitter post uh, that I put up on the show. So, uh, perfect. Yes. Uh, Maybe tip for tad is outlawed, but uh, Hunter really appreciates you liking liking, uh, tweets from the show. Keep it up. Senior, six foot four, 251 pounds from Kevin McCormick's hometown, Bishop, California. He was only a three-star composite recruit coming out of Bishop. He did have offers from California and Oregon State University. He ended up committing to Arizona State, then decommitted and committed Mm -hmm. to us in 2015, enrolling the following year. Yes, I love it. (laughs) His junior high, high school highlight reel, he actually was playing defensive end as well and just watching his length and and you just muscling tackles like like just grabbing a tackle and pushing that guy into the quarterback for a sack like like just just bodily moving him into the the quarterback and it he didn't even stop after this guy such an amazing motor he just turns and tracks down the ball carrier so these defensive highlights show what a incredible motor and incredible strength this guy has and 2016, he was a defensive scout team player of the year, and in 2017, played as a defensive end and had five tackles. 2018, ended up moving to the tight end and special teams, and then last season, five receptions for almost 60 yards and a touchdown. I think this is going to be a breakout year, 
at, for Hunter as a tight end. He's a smart player. He knows the game, has a really high football IQ. He's going to learn the position, and he has a huge, huge upside going forward. I couldn't agree more. I was such a big fan of friend of the program, Hunter Camp Moyer, last year. And watching him, anytime he got out on the field, I you had to key on him because he was going to be the lead blocker. C.J. Osiris was going to be following him right in the end zone. He did it countless times. And you mentioned his play as a defensive end. That's that high motor. That's that moving bodies ability that he has. And, and granted, he had a little bit of a, a pretty big drop at the end of the Rose Bowl. But I think that's that's I mean, I, I mentioned in my blog uh, that I posted today. He is his teammate is Johnny Johnson. And if there's anyone that can attest to improving your ball catching skills over the course of one season, that's him. And so work with him over the course of the offseason. And Hunter Camor is going to be just fine at the tight end position doing it all. But my most exciting thing about Hunter is just the way that he pushes defensive players around. <laughs> I love it. He has the capacity to provide the blocking as well as provide the pass catching. And I, I'm going to say it right now. We're going to be talking about this guy as a future uh, NFL player, whether it's an undrafted rookie free agent or or a draftee. When you combine his level, his his, his football knowledge and his ability to 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 provide uh, uh, run blocking, as well as the opportunity to get out and get open. I, I just, I don't see it as having a parallel uh, uh, recently. So I do want to, I think we have time uh, to talk about Cam McCormick, uh, senior, six foot five, 260 pounds, uh, would normally have top billing, but he isn't quite yet a friend of the show. Now, uh, <laughs> shout out to you, Cam. Go ahead and start liking and retweeting tweets and come on the show and you'll get top billing absolutely anyway. From Bend, Oregon. Uh, a local boy, three-star composite recruit from Summit High School, bulked up from 240 pounds coming out of high school, put on 20 pounds. He actually had a leg injury in high school, and, and of course this is going to lead to this conversation. Mm -hmm. In high school, he's limited production of 51 receptions, almost 700 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Pretty good, but it was limited because of a leg, leg injury. He played on the defensive line early in high school, which gave him, I think that gives him an edge in blocking, right? Like we were talking about with Hunter and reading Absolutely. defensive tendencies. He play, he's played in 13 games in 2017 with six receptions, 90 yards, almost 90 yards and a touchdown. Played behind Jacob Breeland, which is no easy task. Super happy that Jacob Breeland is out there. Uh, Season-ending injury to open the 2018 season. And then an ankle injury ended his 2019 season. So he's yeah. essentially sat out two years. He's ready to start this year. And if this guy's healthy, it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, granted that medical hardship, Redshirt, uh, he get, he, since he lost two years, he has two more years of eligibility this year and next uh, if he chooses Whoa. to stay for another year. So, Take and that. he's big, experienced. It Unfortunately for Cam, like his injury probably opened up a lot of these younger guys we'll get to talking about the next time I'm on the show. They got a lot of experience because of that, Hunter Campmoyer included. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that Cam can come back, stay healthy. I see no reason as to why he wouldn't be number one or number two right there uh, with Hunter, uh, right there at the top of the depth chart coming into this season. And and I just hope he can stay healthy. I hope I hope he stays healthy. I hope he produces. I know he will produce. Uh, nothing discounts the benefit of having an incredibly reliable 
veteran tight end along with breaking in a new quarterback. And so I can't wait to see Shuck go to him in times of need, in times of desperation, and Cam's going to deliver because that's just the kind of guy Cam is. I'm so excited. I mean, tight end is such an important part of the game, and especially with this offense moving forward. We're going to have a lot to talk about on next Thursday and Friday. We're going to be doing hashtags Know Your Ducks. We're going to be finishing up the tight ends group. And, uh, and James, what can we look forward to after we wrap up the tight ends group? After we wrap up the tight ends group, I th- I'm thinking we're going to start breaking down probably the most unknown part of the uh, Oregon roster and that offensive line, uh, Mario Cristobal's brainchild of the Oregon offensive line, and, and probably move right on to the other side of the football defensive line. I love it, and I'm going to be trying to get – I'm not going to no, – no spoilers here, but I'm going to be trying to get a special guest or two on the show for – Tuesday and Wednesday, in order to set up this conversation about what Mario Cristobal is doing with the Oregon offense and the Oregon offensive line. But do tune in on Monday for McCormick Mondays. We're going to be talking about uh, the the state of college athletics in the fall and the fact that there is some talk about reopening for uh, on-campus classes and how that's going to translate into a nationwide uh, a competition. So do stay tuned for McCormick Mondays. Really excited about that. I promise to talk about basketball on Tuesday. I, I just got to do that. <laughs> but let's go ahead and wrap it up. My name is Jordan Long, your host. You can always find me on Twitter at the Dust Off Guy. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Ducks. And remember, we're your daily source for info updates and analysis. Do let us know what what do you think of this list? Who's going to start? What's the over-under on the number of games that Cam McCormick is going to start in? Uh, get get into the listener spotlight with all your questions and comments and show reviews. Also, get those questions in for special guest James Voss. You can read his stuff at jamesvoss.net. Follow him on Twitter at Who's the Voss. We do want to know what you think of the tight ends position because we're going to be doing that on Thursday and then the offensive line on Friday. So go ahead and get your questions and comments into hashtags AskLodPod. That's hashtags AskLodPod. And if Twitter's not your thing, hit us up on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page, Locked on Ducks. And you can always email me, LockedOnDucks at gmail.com. Please click subscribe or follow on whatever podcast platform you listen to. And that's the best way to get the newest content. Because if you're a subscriber, when you wake up in the morning, the show's going to be there waiting Monday through Friday guaranteed your daily source for info updates and analysis i do love the five out of five stars review if you don't think i deserve five stars leave five anyway but just tell me why you weren't going to in a show review and i'm gonna fix it for you that's it for locked on ducks now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on nfl's draft show hosted by benjamin solak and trevor sykema by saying hey she who shall not be named play podcast locked on nfl draft They bring the best in NFL draft coverage and analysis. Have a great day. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay socially distanced. And remember to to find happiness and and do good things when you can during these crazy times. Thank you. Love y'all. And go Ducks. 